Hello and welcome. You are listening to the Gay With God podcast, a safe place for us to share our stories and support one another. How long did we know? What challenges did we face? Did we lose our faith? When did we find our way back home? Or are we still searching? The stories you hear on this podcast will melt your heart and strengthen your belief that in God, all things are possible and you can be authentically gay with the God of your understanding. I'm your host, Midge Noble, and I am very honored that you are here. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the Gay With God podcast. I am so proud of you for continuing to share and uh, make this podcast everything that it needs to be. I, I appreciate you guys so much. And as just a really quick reminder, I am going to be at the Wild Goose Festival this year. Um, it's July 11th through the 14th. I will be podcasting. Uh, it's possible that I will also be speaking um, and I will be having the Gay With God memoir there to sign and sell. So if you're able to come to the the festival. I would love to see you there. Uh, The festival is a transformational community grounded in faith-inspired social justice. It's a -a one-of-a-kind gathering that brings together activists, artists, seekers from all walks of life to explore justice, art, spirituality, and community. It's going to take place at the Fan Hoy um, Farms in Union Grove, North Carolina, and it's going to be hot. I'm just telling you, it's hot down there, but it is also awesome to be a part of all that community. But that's your trigger warning that it it will be uh, physically hot. And I would love for you to join me there. Um, You can have workshops, inspiring panels, interactive experiences. It's just great. I just can't say enough about it. And I, as a person who absolutely loves the mountains and doesn't like to be hot, I keep being drawn back to the Wild Goose Festival because it's awesome. And as one of my followers on the Gay With God podcast, you can use a discount code uh, to get $50 off the price of your adult weekend ticket. So go to www.wildgoosefestival.org and I will have the code on the show page for you to click in when you go to buy your ticket. So I hope to see you there. More importantly for today, though, is I have a guest that I really don't know that well. We met online as as, as things happen these days. <laughs> we, we met online and he signed up. Uh, to be on the podcast. And so I'm going to let Bill Thompson uh, uh, introduce himself, and then he's going to tell us his story. So Bill, thank you so much for coming this morning. I I appreciate you being here. And tell people a little bit about yourself, just as far as like who you are, what you do, and then we'll get into your story. Great. Thank you. Thank you so much, Mitch, and and happy Monday. Good morning. Happy Monday. Um, it's an absolutely stunning day here. I'm in Phoenix, Phoenix Arizona, Chandler, Arizona, a uh, little suburb oh, wow. of Phoenix. And uh, just fortunate, thank God for the uh, beautiful, beautiful weather we have and, and fortunate, you know, to be here. But anyway, real quickly, I'm Bill Thompson. Uh, I am the app man. And uh, I, we operate a, a little program uh, called The App. And it was just, it was uh, developed uh, a few years back as a result of my association with my brother. Uh, my brother uh, Scott was a, a wonderful, wonderful man. Um, he's we were siblings, uh, the only he was my only sibling. So there's just the two of us, and uh, we grew up in uh, Los Angeles, California. Well, I take it back. I grew up in I grew up to th- teenage in Los Angeles, California. He was born in Los Angeles, California, and then my parents decided to move to Kentucky, where they were from originally. 
that changed things a bit. Uh, being starting out in Los Angeles, California as a young man, then moving to Kentucky, it wasn't so bad on me because I was kind of already me. I was already kind of developed. I was already who I was. But it kind of put a little stress on on my brother because he started out in Los Angeles in a very uh, open-minded, a very, you know, robust community. You have Venice Beach, you have, you know, the beaches, mm -hmm. you have you know, all the things going on there that are happening, you know, in, in that in that uh, climate and moved to a small town in Kentucky. Well, it was like putting a square peg in a round, you know, it's mm. a square peg round hole thing. It just it didn't match up real well from day one. Mm. Uh, he was, you know, interested in, he, he was bisexual and he was, you know, he had interests that weren't in, in keeping with the community <laughs> there. So he got a lot of feedback, a lot of backlash, what have you. Um, I mean, we, I was more like a father figure to him because I was 12 years older uh, than him. And so uh, my parents were alcoholics, raging alcoholics, and moving to Kentucky only made that worse. They were just uh, in, the, in the in the whiskey uh, territory. <laughs> yes, that's right. To make a long story short, he and I were very close, grew up together and everything. A few years back, the pressure got to him. He got he received a lot of backlash in Kentucky, uh, and I could tolerate it. You know, I stood by him. I stood next to him as my brother and everything. But it was I tried to get him to move away from there. I I, I ended up being here in, in in Arizona, loved it here, and I'd go back and visit with him. I say, come on, man, come on, come on out to Arizona. And he'd come visit occasionally, but he said, no, nah, I'm, you know, I got too many friends. You went to high school. Mm -hmm. So to cut to the chase, let's cut to the chase here. He um, really started suffering from the the treatment he was getting and the, and the, the treatment he got out of the community and uh, ended up becoming a raging alcoholic as well mm -hmm. and drank himself to death. Uh, mm -hmm. he, uh, he passed away a few years back. So I uh, was very, uh, very touched by that. Very, uh, very much. Um, it hurt a lot. So um mm -hmm. I decided to kind of try to do something in order that I had issues. I had fell. I was aligned to climb poles. I fell. I was in the hospital. I was in the hospital for about uh, three months uh, doing some spine work and getting things straightened out of my back, which was very good. But while I was there, I was watching documentaries on TV. And I was thinking about my brother. And, you know, he that was right after he had passed. And I was watching TV. And there was very, several documentaries on the community, on the LGBTQ plus community. And one of them was the backlash. And I said, man, I, I can relate to that. You know, it's about an hour long thing. We talked about some instances here in Phoenix involving a chapel rental some incidences in Colorado involving a cake purchase and mm -hmm. a, lot of, a lot of ugly backlash, you know, and people ended up on TV and in court and in, in verbal battles. Mm -hmm. And I said, oh, that's, I, I, I can understand that my brother went through all that, you know, every day. And I thought, man, I, I, was there some way to stop that? And then the other thing I saw was a documentary on the political, economic, social uh, influence and the you know quantum leaps in the community and how they were really becoming more accepted and becoming. I thought, great, great, this is good, this is really good. You know, I, I'm I'm proud of that you know movement. But I thought, how can I? How can I, before I expire too, <laughs> do something to change things? Mm -hmm. And first, we put together my son and I. My son, it was it was it was his uncle, his favorite uncle. So we decided to to build a website first. We built a website and we thought, okay, it's wonderful. It was like Disneyland for the LGBTQ community. And it got really good reviews and everything was going great. But there's a hundred thousand of those, you know, mm -hmm. and, and they don't really accomplish anything in the end except entertainment. So I was laying, so I had to go back for some rework on my neck. And I was laying in bed again and I thought, wait a minute, what about if I had something that could guide you to places where you were going to be accepted, where you're going to be okay, you weren't going to be spotlighted? What if my brother had that device mm -hmm. and he could have just gone places where he didn't receive a whole lot of ugliness and backlash? What if there was a little sticker on the door of the business that said a little rainbow on the sticker on the door that said, hey, we're, we're welcome here. So anyway, that's to put the long story short. That's what we did. My son and I developed this uh, application. It was new. It was cutting edge. It, it's different than anything else out there. And basically, the it's a KISS. It's a KISS principle. It's keep it very simple. It basically... If you want to go someplace and get some merchandise or services or you want to deal with people that aren't going to give you backlash, 
it's very simple. Just find one on here. And for the merchants, it's if you want to reach out to the community and say, look, we're not going to give you any problems. We're here to service you and to work with you and mm -hmm. come see us. And let's have a let's have a good, happy relationship. Beautiful. That's yeah, that's so that's what we came up with the deal. <clears throat> and um, we did it as a as a tribute to my brother. And we're 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 liking it. It's, it seems to be making actually a difference. I've got people that write to me and say, Man, I'm so glad I got this. You know, mm -hmm. I, I'm so happy this thing's working for us. I'm on both sides. We got merchants mm -hmm. that are saying, Hey, I've seen new happy faces. I'm really glad we're involved in this. And then on the other side, we're saying, Hey, I can go places now and feel comfortable. I don't have to feel uneasy or feel like I'm being, I'm sorry, but snickered at. You know, sometimes, uh -huh. Uh -huh. sometimes well, we have people that walk in places and they get, I, I, as, as a, as the merchant, you know, I have a badge that I wear that says, you know, LGBTQ.1, the name of our company. Our name of our company is LGBTQ.1. So when I wear a badge on my, so my shirt says LGBTQ, I walked in a, in a, in a restaurant one day and it was completely empty except for one guy sitting at a table and one guy behind the counter. Now you're going to find out why it was completely empty here in a second. I, I walked up to the guy at the counter thinking, okay, this is the guy that works here. The guy at the table is probably a customer. So I walked up to the guy at the counter and said, hi, how are you doing today? I said, uh, would you happen would you happen to be the owner or the you know, you know, decision maker here? He goes, no, no, that's not me. I said, well, hi, I'm with LGBTQ.1. And as soon as the words LGBTQ.1 came out of my mouth, the guy at the table stood up and said, get out. <gasps> get out. And I looked over and said, excuse me? He goes, I'm the owner. He goes, I heard what you said. Get out. So uh, my point, the point of my little dissertation was, that's why we exist. Yes. That's why we did what we did. It's that simple. Can you imagine walking <sighs> to someplace and simply using the letters LGBTQ? That's it. Nothing else. Mm -hmm. And being thrown out. Unfortunately, out I can. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, I can. <laughs> least that's where we're at. We're just trying to make yeah. a little difference. It's a simple little tool. It's like a screwdriver. You know, nothing yeah. fancy. I mean, there's nothing fancy about a screwdriver. You know, it's mm -hmm. simple. Gosh, mm -hmm. it wasn't that simple, you know? Put a little flat piece on a piece of, you know, and yeah. look how many differences it makes in life. Yes, it's, it's miracles happen, you know. That That's amazing. That's yeah. amazing. So, can can people download that in like the app stores and stuff? Absolutely, it's free. It's free to download. Obviously, uh, we have about uh, we right now we rise up during June to about four hundred thousand uh, mm. users, but it drifts back down to around seventy or eighty thousand typically during the during the rest of the year. And then October. Mm -hmm. November when we have parades and things. We have the parades uh -huh. in there. Uh -huh. it. it rises back up again. So we really swell up during the June, the Pride Month. It really swell up during the festivals. You know. Yeah. Free, free to download, free to use. You can get it at the Apple Store. You can get it at the, at the Google Play Store, or you can get it at our website, which is theapp.one. Okay, theapp.one, <laughs> and we'll we'll have all of that on the show page. And I really, that is just amazing, just amazing that 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 came to you and that that you made it happen. And it all started with your relationship with your brother and your commitment to him. Do you think that he would have become an alcoholic? Now I know with having alcoholic parents, the likelihood that someone in the family would have that, that part of their gene makeup to be predisposed to alcoholism. But do you think that he would have, if he hadn't been getting so much backlash for his sexuality? Not to the extent, no. I don't think yeah. he would have gone to the extent because my parents, uh, my mother's ninety-two years old, um, mm. and she was, she was raging alcohol for many years. But she, but she managed to keep it in a bit of moderation. My father was a smoker and a drinker, mm. so he passed uh, at uh, sixty-six. But uh, I think my brother would have been in that category. I think he would have probably lived to be 60, 70, 60, 70, 80, You know, had he not had the backlash. I think that's what drove him to extreme drinking. Uh -huh. And he shared that with me. He shared that with me. You know, mm -hmm. he, he would, it was, and here's, here comes the tears. Okay. Here comes the tears. He would call me on the phone and say, Sandy, he called me Sandy. 
my, my hair color when I was a kid. A long story. He says, <laughs> I can't take anymore. He goes, I'm, I'm going to do it. Mm. And I say, buddy, you know, just come and see me. Come out, come uh -huh. out to Arizona, see me. And uh, yeah, here we go. So uh, it's okay. He wouldn't. It's okay. He wouldn't. He grew up there, and his all of his friends were there, and and uh, yeah, and uh, he stuck with it to the end. Yeah, he stuck with it. Well, I'm, Bill, I'm, I'm proud of him for that. Go ahead. I'm proud of him for that. I'm proud of him for sticking it out. I say, hey, I'm not going to buckle. I'm not going to give. Yeah. But unfortunately, uh, unfortunately, the uh, the alcohol got to him. <clears throat> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You're oh, yeah. fine. You're fine. And like I told you, you know, earlier that your emotions are real and, and they're welcome here and there's nothing wrong for you crying for your brother, nothing. And I know that that pain, you know, is complicated by the fact that you, you know, that it, it could have not happened. You know, if this world would understand that love is, is where we are supposed to vibrate from and even if you don't agree <laughs> with with who somebody marries or or what they do um, to love them and to respect them as a human being is what's missing in the world today. And your brother, unfortunately, got caught up in the bigotry and the racism of small minds, and he paid that awful price. And th I think that's one of the things that people forget when we're talking about how we react as a community to the death of one of our own, as, as we say, it's one of our own, they, you know, somebody killed another trans person, somebody killed another gay person. And yet there are family members like yourself that are affected every single day by the death of one of your, your own, your, your brother. And that pain is just as real and just as traumatic as for our community. So I appreciate you being honest and open about how it affects you. It, it does, obviously. So you got to buckle up and you got to say, well, let's, um, let's make something good out of this. Let's turn this thing yes. around. And say, well, let's not make it all bad. Let's, uh, mm -hmm. you know, God has a plan. There's something out there going on. So let's figure this out. And mm -hmm. I think the good that's going to come out of it is his spirit flows through what we're doing. The, the efforts of his, his nephew, my son, and I, his brother, mm -hmm. uh, we are trying to take his energy and flow and make something good and it's working that's the good uh, news uh, it's catching on like i said we've got some respectable numbers people are starting to give some really good feedback if you go watch our video on on youtube you're going to see about 50 comments where it says hey i was so glad i downloaded this thing my sister told me about it you know and i was on a bus one day and i decided i was going to find someplace safe and they you know we just get some really nice feedback that people are saying uh, this thing's working for us and if he can be that catalyst, if he can be that motivator in, in his life that he could say, I stood for this, you know, I hate to say it's kind of the Patrick Henry thing, you know, uh, you know, give me liberty or give me death. You know, let me let me either be who I am or I'm going to stay right here and stand tall until I fall and until uh -huh. you knock me down. Uh -huh. And then when you knock him down in, in body, maybe he got back up in spirit and he said, no, let's make a difference. I'm going to channel through my brother uh -huh. and I'm saying, brother, get out there, reach out there for me and, and make something happen. So oh, that's, that's, that's beautiful. That's yeah. beautiful. And how can merchants get their name connected to the app? Well, there has to be a revenue stream somewhere. Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there has to be a revenue stream somewhere. So it is free to use for the, for the people. That's why we have really respectful numbers, like I say, rising up into the hundreds of thousands. Uh -huh. you know? uh -huh. So that's that. Now, on the other side, we have respectful numbers in terms of the merchant side, too. Uh, but it is a subscription-based program. It is, it, and it's, we think it's, very, it's less than a dollar a day. Okay. Uh, for our, to be on the applications, $29 a month or $249 a year to be on the app. 
And in exchange for that, what do you get? Well, it's not just a place. You're not just somewhere. It is a, it is, we call it an action page. And the reason why we call it an action page is because if you check it out, which obviously we're encouraging people to do, it's everything's in one place on your phone, on your mobile device. Mm-hmm. Unlike searching around on a website, trying to find the contact button, mm-hmm. trying to find the telephone number. Where is the telephone number? I want to call these people. And okay. then if you find it, then you got to remember it and dial it sometimes because they don't have it activated where you push the button and dial it. Right. Would you please activate the phone number so we can, so we can just push the button and dial it, please? <laughs> So ours is very simple, very straight up. It starts off with you know videos and stuff of your of your business. We will come shoot videos of your business, or you can send them to us. Below that's a dissertation that tells who you contact, where you contact. But here's where it gets important. At the bottom are four buttons. The four buttons are the key. It is a call us button. So you don't have to find the number, you don't have to look for the number, you don't have to remember the number. It just says call us. Boom, you get the money to call us. Now you're talking to the merchant. You hear what they like. They say, Hey, I got some stuff on my website, you gotta check it out. I say, Great. You know what the next button is? Website. So you push that button. Now you're talking to the merchant. You look at the website. Say, hey, I like that. That's pretty cool. I want one of those. Let me get one of those. Now you're going to mail it to you. You got to go there. One of the two, right? So get the ne- guess what the next button is? Directions. So hey, I like it. I'm going to come down and get one. Can you hold one for me? Yeah, I'll be there in 15 minutes. Let me see where you're at. While you're on the phone, click. Oh, I see the directions. Tell me I'll be there in 10 minutes. Hey, I'll be there in 10 minutes. I'm going to pick it up. Great. You get on there. You get it. You had a good time. You say that's great. These people are really super. I love them. Then the next button is feedback. It automatically loads their website. It excuse me, their email. The owner of the company will get direct feedback. It bypasses all the gatekeepers. All the people can tell you it's good even though it wasn't. You're going to get the real feedback from your clients. And that's how it works. It's a cycle. You get them, you bring them in, you serve them, and they tell you how they felt about your service. It's just four steps. That's awesome. But it makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. And the merchants are liking it. They say, I'm well, sure. I, I ask people for feedback or in restaurants. We give them a little card for feedback, but we only get it part of the time. They said, with yours, it's right there. It's just a button they hit and boom. They can tell us exactly how they feel. And here's the thing. Think about a card in a restaurant being filled out by a patron. The waitress was terrible. Well, who's going to get the card? The waitress. And who's (laughs) going to give it to the boss? Not the waitress. Nobody. (laughs) That's what I explained. And even in 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 any other business, you think about it. How's it going to get back to the ownership? It ain't going to make it through the channels. You know, right. no store manager is going to tell the district manager, hey, we had a really bad month. People are complaining like heck, you know. So that's the point behind this thing. And when you explain that to owners, they go, hey, that makes sense. I'll get the real feedback, not the nonsense. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's what we're all about is reality. <laughs> you know, it's reality. Mm-hmm. It's don't let the channels subdue the message. You know, let's make the message nice and clear. We're all in this together. Mm-hmm. We can't get out of this. We're stuck on this rock together. Mm-hmm. You go mm-hmm. rock floating through space. How about if we all start getting along here and look at each other like parts of the plan yes. instead of parts of the instead of parts of the opposition? You know, we're, yes. nobody's the opposition here. Nobody. Not even those names you can name like, oh, that guy's a bad guy. Well, sure, he's a bad guy because he made a few mistakes. But if we embrace him, if you know, I know that's hard to embrace some people. You know? But if you embrace them and say, hey, come on, man, you know, it's OK. Mm-hmm. Maybe you got a shot maybe of them going. Hey, maybe it is okay. Maybe I don't have to have this hate, this bitterness, this discontempt, you know? Maybe I can dump all that and feel better about myself. I, I love that you to- just said that. I love that you just said that because for those of us in the in in certain denominations, we're going into the season of Lent. And it's a place, a time where we can like give up things that we may not, you know, just just to do a closer walk uh with Jesus and and give something up. But but you can also add something. And and I have really been uh spoken to in the last few months that that I don't need to necessarily give anything up at this point but I do need to add praying for those people who 
are still on my list of contemptibles <laughs> people that I know are trying to hurt our community who are who are who are ugly and and have completely covered up any light in their soul but instead of being in conflict with them I I want to be able to energetically reach out in prayer and pray not only for them but also for me to release my anger at how they treat our community and what they're doing to take away our rights. Because you're right. What what you just said is exactly what I needed to hear today is that we have to remember that they're they are God's people too. And you know, that would be like if if you were my brother and I saw you going down an ugly path, I'm not going to throw you to the side, but I'm going to support you and I'm going to be there with you and I'm going to try to help you any way I can because of the love I would have for you as my brother. Well, guess what? All the other people who are trying to harm our our community in God's world, we are all brothers and sisters. And I have to I have to check myself to see whether or not I'm showing up energetically. I can't be with those people every day. I can't, you know, change them, but it, it changes with me. And it changes with how I react to people who are trying to hurt us and take away our rights and kill us and cause us to drink. And that's a hard thing to do. You know, that's a hard thing to do. It's like a mother who's lost a son or a child and they and they find a way to pray for the person who murdered their kid. You know, but that's a that's a journey to get to that place. Yeah. yeah. And it's uh, sometimes there's a lot of tears and there's a lot yeah. of uh, soul searching. Yeah. But, um, but here but we, the the light is, you know, it's it's as I said at the very beginning, the first thing I said here was God has given us a very beautiful day today. And I think that every day we'd wake up and just look at it like that. Like, well, yeah. today is this day. And yeah. yesterday, you know, it's 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 it wasn't what exactly what we hoped it would be, but we can make tomorrow maybe a little bit better. And, mm-hmm. and we'll just keep on doing that. Every day, if every day mm-hmm. we just take that notion that tomorrow can be a little bit better. Mm-hmm. I went, I'm seven years old, and I went to the eye doctor the day before yesterday. And uh I, you know, I'm I thank thank the good Lord. I and uh, the, I had Went to the eye doctor about three months ago, and they said, well, you need this, this, and this. You need to put this in your eyes, eye drops, you know, et cetera. You know, mm-hmm. I said, okay, I'll do the regimen. I'll do it, you know. So they said, but you do got good vision, but my eyes were burning real bad. They were burning, mm-hmm. you know. But they tested my eyes, and the girl said, well, you got really good vision, but it's just, you know, you got burning in your eyes. So the guy said, well, I'll get you some stuff, you know, some stuff. Mm-hmm. You know? So I got it. I got the stuff here, and I'm going to put my eyes. So I go back to the doctor. It was like a three-month checkup, you know, follow-up. Mm-hmm. And I go in, and the girl, first thing she does is turn the lights down, put the little thing up over here to check your eyes, you know, AEG and all this stuff, you know. So I'm blah, 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 you know, the numbers of the letters. And she puts it down. She goes, man, she goes, that's amazing. And I said, what's amazing? She goes, you you can see better now than you did last time. You were <laughs> wow. And, well, and here's the amazing part. She goes, I, and because I said to her, I said, wait a minute. I said, I, I thought last time I was here, you told me my vision was 2020. And she goes, because that's what's amazing. She goes, it's even better now. I said, it's better than 2020. <laughs> yeah. She goes, let me get the doctor in here. She goes, he's going to talk to you. She just had a laugh and walked out of the room. You know? And I said, my vision has actually improved. So here's my point is it can get better every day. Uh-huh. <laughs> you, That's right. <laughs> you think we're deteriorating here, falling apart. You know, I have, I have, a, I have a cast on my leg right now because uh-huh. I broke my leg. And I thought, well, uh-huh. man, you know, I'm, I'm falling apart here, you know. But then I go see the eye doctor, and she says your vision is better than 2020. She goes, I think she said it was like 2010 or something. You know, she gave some number. I said, I didn't know it could get better than 2020. She goes, Well, yours did. Yeah. And I said, I'm seven years old, you know. I know I wear glasses for close reading. If I bring uh-huh. my computer and stuff, you know. I uh-huh. But other than that, I just I can drive, I can walk, I can talk, you know. So wow. Well, 
life's a blessing if you can if you can avoid the oppression you know if you if you can dodge the balls you know it's a dodgeball game you know and people are throwing things at you and they're not playing it's like in the movie did you if you saw the movie dodgeball sometimes they throw a wrench at you you know it's it's not always a soft rubber ball that's coming at you you know sometimes it might be a a wrench or might be who knows what you're getting thrown at you Mm-hmm. And they threw a lot at my brother, you know, because of his orientation. Mm-hmm. And they threw a lot at me. And they threw a lot at me for standing next to him, for hugging him, holding right. him, saying, hey, this is my brother. Don't you know, back off. Don't touch yeah. him. Yeah. Oh, you're going to protect that guy? You're going to protect mm-hmm. so-and-so? Mm-hmm. Yes, I am. With mm-hmm. everything I've got, you know, mm-hmm. to the day I die. Well, see, and that's the other thing that people don't realize, that being an ally isn't just in word only. You don't just say, oh, I like the gay community, so I'm your ally. Ally is in the trenches, standing beside yeah. your brother, standing at a yeah. pride parade with people, you know, speaking up at your church when somebody says something homophobic or racist against mm-hmm. another marginalized group, being the voice for the communities that are marginalized. And that's what you did. And it it doesn't surprise me at all, Bill, that your vision got clearer because you know, <laughs> since your since your brother died. Your vision has been getting clearer every day as to what your purpose is, yeah. what you put on this earth to do at this time of your life. And I think it's great that your vision got as clear as your heart did <laughs> <laughs> and the path opened up for you. I think that's mm-hmm. I think that's a cool little thing that happened. Yeah, we've been very blessed and I, I, and I'm just thankful for it. Yeah. And there's gonna be a, there's a story. I mean, there's gotta be a reason. There, you know, I've witnessed a lot of, of unfortunate events. I've seen I've had friends who've had very unfortunate events. And, you know, you shake your head and say, well, what did, what did, you know, what was the mm-hmm. plan? What was going on here? Mm-hmm. But you just got to keep reading the book. You just got to keep, re- turn the pages, you know, mm-hmm. turn them one at a time. Mm-hmm. Because there's always an answer somewhere that's going to come down the road. Mm-hmm. It may not be today or tomorrow. It may not be in your lifetime. You know, that, mm-hmm. that answer may not come. You, you know, you may leave this earth without all the answers that you've mm-hmm. been seeking. Mm-hmm. But you got to keep seeking them. You know, you can't mm-hmm. just sit down when they say, I give up. I'm not going to look for answers anymore. You know, mm-hmm. I, I, you, know you got to keep expecting that the good Lord has a path. And if you quit putting one foot in front of the other, you're not going to go down that path. That's right. So That's so right. every day, get that foot, even if it's in a cast. <laughs> <laughs> you know, even if it's in a cast, get that one foot in front of the other and get out there and get it done. And, and your purpose will un- unveil itself to you. It will, it will right. the road, it's like the yellow brick road. Mm-hmm. It will unveil itself. Suddenly all the the fauna and the floor and stuff will disappear, you know, mm-hmm. and it will clear itself. And you're looking and say, oh, now I see it. Now I see the path. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus, for, for putting me on the right trail. Mm-hmm. You know, and I finally found mm-hmm. it. There's a lot of them out there when you start out when you're a kid, you know, you got yeah. so many trails to go down. And my brother went down his trail. And I respected him for it. He chose his trail. He went down it. But, you know, it, it had that rabbit hole thing going on where he had to, you know, take another path here. And now it's my turn to pick it up and say, carry the torch. You know, mm-hmm. he carried the torch for a long time. And I respected him. I, I envy him in a lot of ways for being so proud of and being such a good, strong man. You know? mm-hmm. And he did give the community, you know, as well. It wasn't just mm-hmm. that. He was he, he was active. He, he was a businessman, you know, and, and, you know, and everybody loved him. Mm-hmm. Most people loved him, you know, 80%. Yeah. Yeah. 80%. Yeah. 80%. <laughs> well, and it's, you know, the, the fear that people have of the Bible and the fear that they have of what they think the Bible says and how, you know, but if God is love, we're not called to hate. And even if you don't understand the LGBTQ community, even if you don't understand how a person is, is inwardly a different gender and they need to transition in order to line themselves up, we don't understand a lot of things. We don't understand, you know, where God came from. He just always was. And that's like the biggest, 
that's the biggest faith thing that you got is that you believe in someone who always was and never had a beginning or an end. I mean, come on now. I mean, that's a leap of faith right there. So we don't have all the answers and people believe that the LGBTQ community is a deviant group when really, when you look at all of the translations or if you've seen any scuttlebutt on that 1946 documentary movie, which talks about the mistranslation of the word homosexuality, that it never should have been in the Bible. We aren't condemned by God, not just by community, but community picked up on that belief system that that's what those scriptures meant. And it takes a lot of strength to stand in your truth that God gave you and nobody else may believe it. But isn't that what happened to all the prophets? You know, they had a truth. Not everybody got on that ark. <laughs> Not everybody believed them. And But they knew what the truth was for themselves. Mm -hmm. well, we want to be a, just a small part of the of the overall plan. And yeah. as I made, the, I made the allusion to a screwdriver earlier, you know, you may have a toolbox that's got, you know, 150 different tools. You've got your craft, yep. you've got your, your snap on, you got all your, all your stuff. But almost everybody has a screwdriver in their toolbox somewhere. And that's what our plan is, is to try to get everybody to at least accept the fact that there's people out there that they can love, they can embrace. Yes. They don't have to be just like you. They uh -huh. can be completely different from you. But uh -huh. being a different color, different size, different shape, different uh, you know orientation of how you approach uh -huh. the world makes you more interesting. Makes you, yes. you know. Why would I, you know, there was a Twilight Zone episode one time. I don't know if, if anybody's old enough to remember this, but Twilight I am. Zone. <laughs> there was a Twilight Zone episode one time where the guy had a wish. And they said, what would you wish? And he, and he goes, and he was very arrogant, very egotistical, very, you know, and he says, I wish everyone were as good as me, just like, you know, just like me. If everyone could be Ooh. just like me, then the world would be a better place. Ooh. Well, he got his wish. <laughs> and as you can imagine in the Twilight Zone, everywhere he went, there he was. When he went to the store, there he was. The cashier was him. When he went to the bank, the teller was him. Uh -huh. You see what I'm saying? Yep. All of a sudden, he realized this is a very boring world. I can't live in this. This is crazy. Why did I do this? Mm -hmm. You see what we're saying here? Yep. If, without the diversity, without yes. the different people, without the girls, the guys, the, the tall, the short, the fat, the ugly, <laughs> without the the laughing, the big, the big, the big round lady who makes you laugh, you yeah, know, who yeah. jokes. Without all that, the world's not the world. That's it's right. not, not the world anymore. Now it's a very boring place. So if you if you turn your vision off, if you start blanking out people in your vision who are different than you, who don't have the same beliefs as you, don't have the same mm -hmm. structures, you don't have the same skin color as you, if you start doing that, you're putting yourself in that Twilight Zone episode. Mm -hmm. You're going to narrow it down to where all you see is people who think like you think, talk like you talk, walk like you walk. That's not going to be good for you. You're going to perish like that. Mm -hmm. Your mind will perish. Your mind desires variety. It yes. seeks difference it seeks new things new colors new smells new tastes it wants that it thrives on that mm -hmm. and when you limit that when you start limiting yourself to i'm only going to talk to white people well right good luck with that good luck with that buddy because mm -hmm. you're going to be very very limited you know uh, neil degrasse tyson uh you're very respected you know physics you know nuclear uh, physical astrophysicist who uh, you know even he recently had a thing going on where it's like there's more out there you know mm -hmm. i know all about this physical universe Mm -hmm. But there's things I can't explain. Mm -hmm. there's, there's things out there that we can't explain. And that's Neil deGrasse Tyson. He's, he, know, he knows about as much as Albert Einstein or, you know, you know Stephen wow. Hawking or anybody else. And he says, folks, there's more out there. Mm -hmm. Think about it. Mm -hmm. you know? And if you're, not, if you're not respectful now of the fact that there's more out there, you will be. You mm -hmm. know, eventually you will respect mm -hmm. the fact that there's more here than just 
beating up your brothers or sisters or getting involved with the argument or, or hatred over there. There's a lot more here. Right. So start to embrace that. Start to embrace the fact that it's, it's fantastic. <laughs> the opportunities are unlimited. But mm. the only way you're going to reach out and be like a butterfly from that from that larva, the only way your wings are going to sprout is to say, I can accept the fact that I'm colorful, that I'm there, or someone else is colorful. You know, accept the butterfly. You know, be the dog. Have you ever seen a dog? The song of the dog in front of it. But there's things on the on the internet right now where the dog, a butterfly will land on a dog's nose, mm -hmm. and literally, not one or two or three. There's dozens of them. butterflies mm -hmm. land on dog's nose. And look at Isn't that a nice relationship? He could easily yes. snap up and snap the butterfly, but they don't. Uh -huh. they, uh -huh. snap the butterfly. they look uh -huh. at it in awe and wonder. You know. They could hate that colorful, that pretty, that beautiful rainbow-shaped butterfly. They could snap mm -hmm. it with their mouth in an instant, but they don't. They respect it. They look at it and go, mm -hmm. wow, that's one of God's <laughs> little wonders right there. Wouldn't it be nice if human beings could do the same thing? Oh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> I think that's called heaven. <laughs> However, we need to create that now. That's the whole point. We're supposed to be creating that here and now and love each other as we are. We may disagree. We're always going to disagree because we have our own minds and our own uh, you know, thoughts, but, um, but, but love is really the key. And if we don't start understanding that, I mean, I think that we will be like one of those Mayan, you know, whatever happens to the other, you know, civilizations. I mean, you can, you can hate yourself to death is what's going to happen. And we need to be very mindful that we are the worker bees right now, the worker bees of love. Yep. Yep. Okay, and I just encourage everyone to at least take a part. You know, everyone can yeah. do something, no matter what your level of technology, no matter what That's your level right. of economy. You know, it doesn't mm -hmm. take money to to make a difference. Mm -hmm. You know, you can make a difference with your mind, your soul, your actions, your words. You know, yes. You, you know, if you can type, you can put the good word out. Well, and you're absolutely right. So every post we make, I mean, everybody, it, the, everybody's on social media. Not everybody. Ninety-nine percent of the people in the world are on social media, and. Everything that we type, whether we come back at somebody with an ugly, you know, response or a loving mm -hmm. response, you mm -hmm. know, that's our choice. We get to put mm -hmm. the rays of light out there. You're right. Every single day with how we hit handle cashiers. If they're having a bad day, we don't have to have a bad day. We don't have to snap at them. You know, in a restaurant, how do you treat your waitress? You know, how do you treat people who are trying to, you know, squeeze in between you and in traffic? You know, yeah. I, I joke with my friend who uh, she lives in England. And I said that I went there when I was in uh, college. Our choir went to tour in England and they had the signs. And instead of yield, it says, give way. <laughs> and I thought, how, how polite is that? That is just so polite. And so I, like I came that. back from from England and I started going give way. And, and that, that became like my mantra for not just driving, but if yeah. somebody was being rude and wants to pass me in line, my, my, my brain goes, give way, you know, just yeah. give way to somebody else who may not have the, the little bit of spirituality that I have, or the little bit of love that I have, you know, I can extend what I have because they don't have that yet. <laughs> so I give well, way. <laughs> I approached a similar, a similar, uh, you know, communication between my sons and I, my, my, I'm very proud of my sons, as you probably tell, I mention them often, I'm, you know, I, I got my family, obviously, mm -hmm. um, my sons, I have twin sons, I have twin sons oh. who are, are 34 years old, and when they were young, uh, a similar approach, not quite the same, a little bit more of aggressive, uh, maybe male thing, I don't know, so we're driving down the road, and somebody does something stupid, you know, in front of you, I mean, just, you know, they pull, they cut you off, do something yeah. stupid, my version of them was, you know, when you see stuff like that, son, just be thankful that you're you 
and you're not them. Okay? <laughs> right. And, and, and they kind of got that, you know, yeah. just be thankful that, you know, you understand you don't cut people off. You understand how to treat people. And maybe everybody else will pick up on that someday. You know, maybe right. pick up, if you if you don't cut people off, they don't honk your horn. Hey, they honk yeah. your horn. I I call that pints and gallons. Uh, And I read this somewhere. Somebody, I think Dr. Wayne Dyer talked about it, but that, um, that there are spiritual pints, people who have just gotten a little bit of understanding about how to love and how to be kind and, you know, how to be a Christian or whatever it is. And then there are gallons, people who have spent their lives studying and wanting to be better and trying to improve themselves and, and trying to live every day the way that Jesus would walk and talk. And so I tell I used to tell kids that uh, I worked with in the school in the school system because they would come in and complain about these you know really rude mean bullies and stuff and I said well they're a pint <laughs> they don't know how to they don't know how to be nice they don't know how to they no, they haven't been taught that yet they they can't give away what they don't have was the bo- bottom line that Dr. Wayne Dyer would just say you can't give away what you don't have mm-hmm. so you've got to fill yourself with love and kindness and joy and whatever you fill yourself up with, that's what you can then give away because you mm-hmm. can't give away what you don't have. So I also remember that as people are trying to cut me off and do that kind of thing, I, I don't, I still get frustrated and I don't like it because I'm still trying to get where I'm trying to go. But I remember, okay, I want, do I want to be a pint or do I want to be a gallon? Because <laughs> I've got, I've got skills. I can use them. <laughs> And you have that, and you have both options available to you is the key. You know, it's not, you're not stuck in one of the containers. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You're not stuck in the pine or the gallon. That's right. Um, you said something earlier about, you know, whether, whether it be the cashier or whatever. I just want to share one little other thing that, you know, my, my father taught me. My father was a, was a driver. He's a bus driver early on. Then he became a truck driver later on. But when he was a, a bus driver early on, uh, I used to ride around with him because in the summertime when there was no school or something, you know, I'd, I'd ride around the bus with my dad. Why not? You know, nice. uh, he didn't charge me anything. You know, he got kind of sneaky and got me on the bus, you know. <laughs> So, but he would read, but I'd ride around with him. He's a city bus driver and he, we'd ride around and we'd pick up people and be, let people off and what have you. And you can imagine that was a very entertaining thing to do as a young man. Mm-hmm. And one of the things I noticed that what my dad would do, and I didn't, ca- I didn't catch it at first. It took a long, a long time for it to sink in a long time, but every person would get on, they'd get on and say, good morning. And a lot of them would go, good morning, Mr. Thompson, or good morning, Mr. Bill, you know, uh-huh. uh, cause they, you know, they get on every morning. You know? So it was Mr. Mm-hmm. Bill, Mr. Thompson, you know, you know, you know. And he'd say, you know, they'd say, how are you doing, Mr. Bill? And his thing was always, I'm doing great. How about you? And he nice. really said, how about you? And he pointed to how about you? And they go, oh, I'm doing just great, Mr. Thompson. I'm doing just great today. Thank you. You have a wonderful day, sir. You, you just say, you say, Manita. Uh-huh. They go, yeah. I saw my dad. I thought, what a wonderful way to spend your day. Yeah. <laughs> every, almost every person. Now, here's the downside. At nine o'clock at night, there could be the guy getting out the gun and say, here, give me your cash. Here's uh-huh. your change box, you know. But uh-huh. fortunately, my dad. Fortunately, he, through the grace of God, managed mm-hmm. to you know managed to miss all the guys with the guns who wanted to change Good. about. Yeah, but every day was just a, a blessing. I mean, he went out there. And, so it took me a long time. I was kind of arrogant, I think, kind of snooty, kind of self-centered you know, for a long time. And when people say, "How are you doing?" I said, "Great, thanks." You know, you know, I'm good. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm good. And then I thought about it. You know, when when, when things happen that make you kind of start evaluating yourself, I thought, you know, why don't I just turn that around like my dad did and start mm-hmm. doing this. Because mm-hmm. I do care about what you're thinking. I do care about what you're saying. I do care about how your days are going. Mm-hmm. So people walk up to me, you know, and then I found out, hey, they say, you know, good morning. How are you doing? I said, I'm doing great. How about you? And I put my fingers mm-hmm. up. And then I found out that people start stopping whatever they're doing and look at me and going, you know, thank you so much for asking me. I've had a wonderful day. And, and mm-hmm. you know, or it's been a challenge, but hey, thanks for asking because I think it'd be better now. Uh huh. 
I walk out of there with more than I came in for. Absolutely. Whatever I came to buy, it was irrelevant. It was secondary. Yeah. What I came with was a heart full of soul, a heart full of love, heart full of wow. I just made a communication with another human being and they smiled and said, you know, I'm going to have a better day now. And you were the type of person that stood there and listened to the answer because a lot of people will say that, you know, I'm good. I hope you are, but they don't stop to listen to see how they are, you know, or, you know, when you say, how are you, you actually stayed there and listened to how they were. Exactly. For a lot of people, it's just a saying. It's just, you know, you snap it off. Exactly. But with my dad, you know, he's sitting there in the driver's seat. He wants to know how you're doing today. You okay? Everything all right? And he listened to them. Yes. And the next day they came on. Well, my cat was sick today. So next day when they came on, you know, my dad said, how's your cat? Nice. And they just go, oh, oh, yeah, she she got better. Thank you, Miss Thompson. Thank you. You know, Uh and I just sat there and watched my dad thinking, you know, I like that guy. I know, know, right? I like right. That guy. Well, and I love I love that story too because you know there are people. Um, I'm in a Bible study, and one of the people in the Bible study always feels so sad because they don't feel like they really have like one of those gifts that God had given to people to go do. And I keep trying to say to him, you know, your life is a gift. You know, whatever you do, it doesn't have to be a prophet or a teacher or a preacher. You know, you are gifted in what you're doing to serve the community. And when you serve the community with whatever vocation that is that you've chosen, you know, God lives through you and how you handle your customers and how you treat people. That is the gift that you've put it out into the world. And that's, you know, you know, your father driving that bus and taking people to where they needed to go and then being the person that he was in asking people how they're doing and having an interest in them and following up with them. That was his spiritual gift. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I liked it a lot. And uh, so I tried to adopt that as yep. much as I could, because as a young man, it's hard for you to figure out what your parents are doing and why they're doing it. But, <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> yes. But, but I, but I finally figured that one out, you know, and I always told my sons, just don't, you know, don't gauge yourself against other people you know don't don't because you don't know you know again you know walk a mile in their shoes that kind of thing you know but and and you don't even know what you have you don't know what gifts you right. have yet so right. you know to, to say you know we can't all be elon musk you know but we can all dream exactly you know the same kind of dreams those great those great wonderful dreams mm-hmm. and be a part of that be a part of that dream mm-hmm. you know so yeah yes i wasn't i wasn't at the top of the ladder my entire life but i was on the ladder and at least i hung onto those rugs and I made mm-hmm. something happen, you know. So yeah, and I told yes. my, my sons, and, and then God has s- s- gifts that you, you can't perceive right away; that mm-hmm. only blossom later on, you know, when you need mm-hmm. them. And also they're there. I said, so don't just sit here and say, well, I don't have this, I don't have that. You don't know what you have yet. There's a treasure chest yet to be opened. I mean, it just comes in parts. It comes That's in waves. Right. It's like you have chapters in a book. Mm-hmm. You have to keep, as I mentioned earlier, keep turning the pages. When you stop mm-hmm. turning the pages, you're never going to know what happens next. That's right. That's right. So Excellent. I just encourage. You. Excellent. Keep my boys encouraged, you know, as much as you can. <laughs> oh, this has been such a good conversation with you, Bill. I well, love you, this. <laughs> I love this. Is there anything else on your heart that you would want to say that we haven't gotten to yet? Well, we've covered a lot of ground here. And uh, no, I, I appreciate your time sincerely. And I appreciate all the things you're doing. That's why I guess we got hooked up here is because yeah. I was, you know, looking into where you're at, what you're doing. I thought, hey, I like that. Let's, uh-huh. let's talk. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. And uh, yeah, uh, if anyone out there you know, has questions or what have you, uh, can, should I give my uh, phone? You can. Yes, this? please. You can give whatever you want. And then I can also put it on the show page. Okay. Well, pretty simple, folks. So we don't, we want to keep, like I said, keep, our, our it simple. <laughs> keep it simple. 
So our telephone number, I think you're going to like this, is 1-800-LGBTQ-01 because we are LGBTQ.1. Okay. A lot of people wonder about that dot one. They say, isn't it a dot or dot com dot, you know, mm-hmm. net? You know, are you serious as dot one? Quick little story about that. The United States government actually held the dot one extension for a number of years. You say, why would the United States government hold the dot one? Air Force One, First Lady, uh, oh. Marine One, you know, all the different ones that the uh-huh. government associated with. So they held this thing. Okay, we've got dot gov, we've got dot, you know, whatever. Uh-huh. They held dot gov. In in uh, 2016, they realized we've never used it. They held it for like 35 years. You know, I mean, the dot one extension is like a regular extension; it's been out there forever. But they held it. They held the dot one. In two, in, I think it was August of 2016, they released it. Well, we've been in the internet game for a long time, and been the you know, and I, I got a notification when it was released. Damn, I I, I landed on it. You know, so I got LGBTQ dot one because I thought awesome. that's such a such a fabulous combination you know mm-hmm. you got the one on one side which has a lot of you know and you got the lgbtq on the other side of the thing it was just so beautiful i just thought it was just it was a, it was a gift from god i, I said this that's is right it. and so, your website is uh well you can reach us through lgbtq.1 oh okay uh, and you can okay. reach us through the app.1 okay like well, i said a lot of people are expecting a lot more than that they say wasn't there more to it than that no t-h-e-a-p-p dot o-n-e <laughs> okay awesome again, we, we just want to get easier for people to reach us if they have questions what have you uh if they go to our website it's very self-explanatory and if you like what you see it's free to use so don't hesitate you don't have to mm-hmm. fill out any forms you don't have to you know give us your name address none of that mm-hmm. there's nothing you just it's like walking into a, into a walmart there's a, lots of cool stuff there you know and mm-hmm. you can choose what you want to do with it once you get there but there's no cost mm-hmm. to get in no it's not a right. admission thing so right. it's just, it's a, we call it the, the world's largest LGBTQ friendly superstore. It's, it's a fantastic place you can go to get anything you want to get, and nobody's going to be looking at you, you know, with sideways looks or anything. You know, just beautiful, beautiful. The, it's merchant supported, so the merchants support it through their generous, you know, participation. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. anyone you see on there, you know, they are reaching out to you, and they've actually paid to be on there to reach out to you. Right. So they're genuine, they're genuinely, you know, sympathetic to our cause, and they, and, and to the point where they're willing to spend money to say, yeah. Come on down and see us. And when you go down and see them, you're going to see our little sticker on the on the door. You have a little sticker that says safe. And we put it on the doors of our merchants. Just let people walking by know, hey, this is a place you can stop in and be okay. Yeah. And you can accommodate merchants that are online as well. Even if they don't have a brick and mortar building, they can still be right. listed if they pay to be listed. Right. In fact, awesome. that's really our strongest point because our mode, our, our highway we're drawing off of is the internet. So when you have a brick and mortar in, for example, Chandler, Arizona, well, we're going to automatically throw a hundred thousand people from all of the United States at him because that's the way the internet works, you know, and he can only use, he has to filter out, he or she has to filter out, you know, the ones that are in Chandler, Arizona for my brick and mortar. And we do that. We help them with, with that filter, but you can see what I'm saying. If yeah. you're somebody that can ship all over the United States. Wow. Mm-hmm. We've got CBD stores, for example, that, that got recently certified to be able to ship, you know, this is the last couple of years. You've been, you couldn't ship CBD before, you know, anything with him. Right. Since, 19, since the war, war. <laughs> but but now they release that so they can ship, you know. So, man, there was an explosion there because you know, they could send it all over the United States or really in the world for that matter. So those are the ideal folks that say if you have a service, a digital service or a shippable service. One guy, even extreme, and his name is Roscoe Smith. He owns the Knuckle Sandwiches here in town. He thought he's a brick and mortar. Knuckle Sandwiches, they make sandwiches. Well, he cures one of the specialties. He cures his own meat, smokes his own meat, does all of his own preps and everything, you know. So he started getting inundated with people from all over the United States. He thought, he called me up. 
And he said, Bill, I was going to call you up and yell at you. He's going to say, why are you sending all these people from all the United States? I'm a sandwich shop, man. I don't need this. And then he thought one day, wait a minute. What if I shave this meat or smoke this meat or whatever, and I put it like in a stark container, and I put some ice in there, and I, and I ship it to Chicago? So he started doing some experiment. He goes, Bill, it boomed. He goes, I've got, I've got orders from all over the United States for my specialty smoked meats. He goes, I'm wow. packing them in styrofoam containers and shipping them. He goes, we're nice. doing more business out the back door than we do in the front. Wow. So that was, yeah, Roscoe Smith, knuckle sandwiches. There you go. <laughs> there you go. There's a plug. <laughs> yeah. Well, so, yeah. I, I really appreciate you so much. And this has just been absolutely awesome. Awesome oh, conversation. Yeah. And we honor you. We honor your brother. And I'm, I'm so happy that you have created this app and that uh, God worked through your brother and through you to reach to people that need you. And I appreciate Thank it. Thank you, man. We appreciate it. Are we, we're about to wrap this up here. We are about to wrap this up. <laughs> okay. Good enough. Okay. So what I want to say to you is thank you again for coming to join us here at the Gay With God House. And guys, everything that you've heard here today, we're going to have um, the connection, the app, and the the phone number, everything on the show page at empoweredmidge.podbean.com. And remember that you can also check out the Gay With God Facebook group where we do a monthly Zoom group entitled My Faith Journey. And if you need support and help with your coming out and or faith journey, you can go to the show page again at empoweredmidge.podbean.com and scroll all the way down to the bottom and you can connect with me there. You'll also see that at the connection for the Wild Goose Festival and the discount code that you can use in order to get your tickets. Remember that if you are listening to this podcast and are questioning whether you can be gay and be in a relationship with the God of your understanding, if you identify as LGBTQIA+, or not even sure if you're gay, God has always been within you. Even when you didn't know it, you have always been gay with God. Thank you, everybody. Stay tuned to see how you can join the gay with God community. And as always, you are loved. I want to invite you to become a part of the gay with God community. How can you do that? Stay connected by messaging me your thoughts and comments in the comment section under the downloads of the show on the gay with God show page. Subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen and share, share, share so we can increase our community outreach and be a light to those who are struggling to claim their faith. Consider being a sponsor so I can highlight your service in our community. We are all worthy of respect and a relationship with the God of our understanding. I want to thank you in advance for supporting this podcast. Together, we as a community will keep this show visible and our community stronger. Deep gratitude to my friend Tim McClendon of Tim McClendon Music for allowing me to use an excerpt from Interlude 4, a song found on his CD entitled Sundance.